Welcome. This is St. Joseph Radio Presents again, and we're here with Father Augustine. And who are you? Robert Montiel. I know it. And we are trying to figure out what we're going to talk about. We have trouble making... Uh... And I'm not allowed to interrupt him because this announcement only takes 30 seconds. A decision. How do we make a decision, Father? <laughs> oh, uh, pray, think, then act. Father actually wrote the book on making a decision. And, it's and ba- I wrote the book on humility. He's very good at it, too. On uh, making a decision, and it's based on the Desert Fathers. I think this is something you really want to listen to because I'm telling you, we had a lot of fun. Stay tuned. Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic. Well, thank you, Matt. And I am your host today, Peter Karutz. We are live in studio with our friend and yours, Father, Father Augustine, Augustine. Yay. And, and he and he has brought brought a friend, and his friend is well, Robert. Well, I brought an accomplice. That's accomplice, right. even better. Robert, what's your what's your last name? Uh, Robert Montiel. Here. Okay, Montiel. And, so and here now, we go. Here we go. Okay, and now you're trying to guess before the show. I said, wait till the show starts. What nationality what? Montiel is? I'll go in two different directions. One, I was thinking maybe we're mispronouncing yes. it, and it's French. And the other one, I was gonna I'm gonna go in two different directions. Maybe French or Basque. Oh, that is all very interesting and incredibly wrong. I, I live being <laughs> no, wrong. I am so a man. I am that. always wrong. Where are we? At? I'll give you a hint. Okay. Oh, all right. My, I have never boasted that I was one sixteenth Scottish, but if you were one sixteenth of what he is, you would boast about it. So now, so can you guess? Yeah. So you're a, a Cherokee or a something? Yes. Kind of <laughs> well, almost. Well, I'm not Cherokee, but. Yes, I am Native American. (laughs) That is right. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, Isn't that cool? It is. It's one of the many cool things about my friend Robert. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, well, we're brothers. (laughs) Because I I took a DNA test, and we found out that I am a little more than 116th American Indian. And I don't know why or where. Which, Which kind? Don't know. Oh, don't know. Anyway, so uh, I'm I'm getting a check from the casino. No, I'm not. But, uh, hey, we're here. Let me tell you why we're here. So I, when I was preparing for this program, I wanted to talk about the gospel tomorrow because oh, it's, let's talk about that and, first. And and, and, and you know because there's decisions, and you know the Lord says that you know I'm not here to, to abolish law. I'm here to fulfill it. And I think right. that the folks they he kind of slapped them down. And says you think you got problems now with the law? Let me tell you. So we're gonna. I was talking about that, and then I knew Father Augustine's coming, and we're gonna talk about. Making a decision. So clearly, I have trouble making a decision, but we're going to figure that out. Father, not only are you good at making a decision, but I think you've written the book on it. He wrote the book on it. Have That's I? right. <laughs> and he yeah. invited me along because I just made a gigantic decision as well. And what yeah. is your gigantic decision? We are experiencing decision? the effects of it right now. Oh, <laughs> breaking, breaking the microphone, you mean? Yeah, breaking the microphone, by but the way. The first thing Robert did was sit down and bust the spit. <laughs> 
It's shield spit, off yeah, of the, the, the heresy guard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it was a, a monocle for your mouth. It's like a monocle. He's actually holding it up to his <laughs> face. It'll, it's going to be hard to control this program. You know what? So yeah. wh- 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 what rail. is your decision? Right. The big decision that just happened. I am week one in St. Louis welcome. from California. Welcome. Welcome. Right? I got he's also kids. cool because he's from L.A. Yeah, from L.A., right? Uh, obviously, for the face tattoos, you can see. Yeah, those, right. <laughs> those yeah. are, we're just listening. I have no idea. Um, he yeah. is from Wilmos. From, from Wilmington, Wilmington, California. Shot out to St. Peter and Paul Parish in Wilmington oh, and all wow. my friends. Uh, yeah, big decision. Uh, and I have to tell you, a lot of it had to do with the monks. There you go. And so uh, as we go through the hour, I guess we'll go and wrap all that. We will. Hey, welcome to St. Louis. Let me tell you, as a transplant, you're going to love it. You're going right. to love it. Father, yep. we, are, we are all about preserving one's employment. And, and uh, I have to, a part of my employment agreement is we start with a prayer. Uh, and yes. since you're the guy That's with the collar. part of my employment agreement, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> since you're the guy here who might know more about that than us. Well, I'm a professional, yes. I, in fact, somebody offered to pray for me the other day, and I was like, why would I want an amateur's <laughs> prayers? I'm a professional. Oh, go pray for somebody else. That's right. That's right. Someone who really needs it, huh? Yeah, St. Benedict says that a monk... Hold on. I'm trying to steal Robert's water because water. Um, I took a, an ibuprofen on the way here without drinking any water in my mouth. <laughs> Halfway down. Like, my mouth tastes so like now plastic his, or something. Now his throat is... <laughs> Feeling great, but the rest yeah. of them not so much. In the movies, in the movies, they always take aspirins, like they just throw it in their mouth and chew them. That 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 can't, can't be that. realistic. That has to be one of those movie things that people. Well, never I just actually I just do take pills. Life. Don't don't use water at all. I just boom. No, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And this really? morning, this morning it was about halfway down. Yeah, so I, that's just then I'm you, running you for water. You unhinge your jaw and just let them fall down your gullet. That's the way. You, that's the way. So you do speaking it. of <laughs> prayer, oh, anyway, okay. So yeah. So Saint Benedict says that a monk should never start any good work or any bad work either. I would argue. Um, without asking God to complete it for you. So, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God Almighty, finish this for us. Amen. 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 And I have a new patron saint, by the way. Oh, boy. Sister Jane Dominic of the Order of Preachers, uh, in the uh, St. Cecilia's congregation. The Nashville Dominicans just recently taught me about St. Rosalia, and I made ho- holy cards, too. St. Rosalia, she's the patroness of projectile vomiting and nosebleeds. Well. Mm. Uh, and Palermo. What? <laughs> <laughs> See, Father has really figured it out. He comes in with these obscure saints, but, you know, maybe they don't have enough to do. Now, those are the real pros at praying, right? That's right. And well, they might have a little extra time. pro because right. nobody knows about them. Yeah, well, they're unsuccessful. They do now. They do now. So if, if the nose have been bleeding and you've been uh, projectile vomiting, you know where to go. She's like, you don't need her, but when you need her, you right. really need her. Yeah. Now, that, regular vomiting. Not, she's not also okay. called La Santuza. Santuza. I don't know what's apparently in Sicilian means like the our little saint. Like, yeah, Santuza. Yeah, Very La cool. Santuza. Anyway, so Saint Rosalia, pray for us. So pray we did the us. praying. We have the guest. Good. We know what his heritage is. Hi-ya, hi-ya. And Father, you're going to tell us <laughs> when I introduced it to my dad. He said, "How you doing? Hi, or no, how, oh, hi, how are hey, you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you?" <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh boy, this is this is not a politically correct podcast. It is not. Why bother? You know, yeah. there was a day where we could have fun and laugh, and uh, we're still going to do yeah. it one yeah. way or the other. Yeah, yeah. I was actually yeah. laughing. Go ahead, well, go ahead. You Robert. know, I was thinking about that on the way here. I was like, you know, Father Augustine's going to bring this up. I know he is. It's <laughs> one of his favorite parts about me, more than my sparkling personality. This is my Native American. <laughs> this is my Native friend. American friend. I make him legitimate. Uh, and mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, oh, you know what? Super Bowl's coming up. And I thought of I thought of a good thing. Okay, so first let me, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, let me get in the spirit. Hey, great turtle in sky. Oh, God. Tell me to tell you, Chief's name not so great, <laughs> but better than being Eagles fan. Ooh, how's that? Huh? Wow, no, from St. Louis. There you go. <laughs> okay, moving right along. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I love that the introduction to this is bringing eloquent speakers to you from across America. All right. And you but today you'll just have to listen to Robert and That's Father right. Augustine. <laughs> and are we going to talk about how to make a decision? That's right. Yes. Decision making. But yes. how do we, why, 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 you know, Father, I have heard you talk about this before. And I can't I, think about anything else at the moment. And I thought you were even contemplating reading, writing a book, reading a book. But I thought you were, <laughs> I, thought I, 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 I was once. totally wrong. I thought you were going to write a book. I'm on one the of the Desert few Fathers. authors who has actually written more books than I've read. Oh, I, I hardly <laughs> believe that. But were you going to write a book on the Desert Fathers? Yes, and this is it. Oh, this the, is it? Yeah. Oh. I Well, the thing was, and, and I got a big laugh, on, not on purpose, at the last retreat I gave because I said, well, so I wanted to write a book on the Desert Fathers, but I also wanted to write a book on decision-making. So I think I'm going to write a book on having the Desert Fathers help you make decisions, but I haven't quite decided whether that's going to happen or not. And I kept going, going, going. And finally, they started laughing. I was like, what's wrong? And they're like, well, you can't make Give up your a mind. decision. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's called... Pray, think, act, make better decisions with the Desert Fathers. I like it. Yeah, and it is available as of like yesterday on Ignatius. They sent out the official press release. Yeah, enter code. Just kidding. Yeah, no, no, there is there (laughs) There is is a code code you're supposed to enter, but I don't know it. But if you go, it's like decision making. I'll figure. I'll find out. But the book is out, and I and I bet it has a great cover. It does. Does your it mom has, have anything to do with it? The, uh, no. Oh, cut does her your mom have anything to do? <laughs> Sorry. No. Uh, the no, no, she doesn't. He's alluding to the fact that my mother actually painted the cover That's of right. my last book. He wasn't insulting me. He's just pointing out the Hey, the oh, last oh, one was pretty successful, you right. know. To get twenty five percent off of your copy at Ignatius Press, you write yes. Desert Wisdom twenty five. Desert Wisdom. 25. That's right. All one phrase. Anyway, I just Good. looked it up. All Good. right. Um, I Got forgot what we were talking That's about. That's what I'm talking about. Making a decision. That's oh, right. yeah. Actually, well, Desert I, Fathers. I was going to talk about that, but then I was reminded yesterday I was, uh, I teach at a high school here in St. Louis called Priory, and um, one of the kids has ADHD. And so he wanted to meet with me because he heard I had ADHD, which is not a big secret. And I couldn't keep it secret anyway because I can't focus on anything. But actually, what we decided together was that ADHD is misnamed. It's not that you can't pay attention. It's that you can't decide what you're going to pay attention to. Oh, like, I can't. It's, it should be called, like, hyperattention disorder. Like, I will spend... Three years thinking about nothing but the Desert Fathers, during which time I can't get anything else done. 
That's the problem with ADHD. Oh, not, not not the Hi- other way around. Hyper focused on things that are actually important. So yeah, every time I have been in this talk show, I've talked about the Desert Fathers because I can't think about anything else. But now that the book's written, I'll start thinking about trees or something. <laughs> I don't know. Trees are good. Other than Desert Fathers. (laughs) Trees are good. How how did the Desert Fathers make a decision? Well, I went through... Well, it's not that easy to... Well, yeah, it is easy. The the thing is, uh, what I love about these guys is that, say what you like about them, once they made up their minds, they really did it. In fact... Who are they? Well, this is... Okay, so 3rd century AD, these... They stop throwing Christians to the lions, right? Which is a positive development. Well, kind of, unless you really want to be eaten by lions, in which case it's a problem. If you want to be martyred in ancient Rome, and it's the late 3rd, 4th century, uh, you've got a real problem because everybody's Christian, and now they're throwing pagans to the lions or something. Well, actually, they didn't do that. But the point is that uh, they still wanted to be martyred, but they couldn't. So they invented what they called the white martyrdom. And the idea was that you martyred yourself in a way by going out into the desert and giving up all the things of the world and just totally focusing yourself on prayers. And and these guys, they called themselves the athlete dei, the athletes of God. Ooh. And they would compete the in things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. A team. Yeah, athletes. Um, they a, – a, yeah, AD, 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 Anyway, the um, kicking in hard right now. Huh? Yeah, it really is. Uh, and we're I've, back. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 right. Sorry. Uh, so anyway, yeah. No, I was just thinking about these guys because they're so cool. Um, and, and they competed with each other. Like they'd say, "Okay, I'm going out in the desert now, and I'm going to go a week without eating." And the other guy would say, okay, fine, I'm going out, I'm going to not eat or drink. And the other guy would say, well, I'm not going to eat or drink, and I'm going to sit on a pillar the whole time. And then the third guy would come along and say, yeah, well, I can eat all and drink all I want because I'm more humble than either of you. And then they'd have these, like, contests to see who is the most humble by, like, insulting each other. Seeing they who would have take contests it. to find out who is the most humble. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they'd, like, insult, like, like, one monk would visit another and he'd insult him. And, and the other monk would say, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, in fact, one of the stories they tell about Abba Moses is that some uh, politicians went to visit him, some nobility, I guess, went to visit him in the desert because they heard he was so humble and they needed humility. And on their way to his monastery, they passed this old, dirty, nasty-looking monk in the fields, and they said, we're here to see Abba Moses. And this monk said to him, Oh, that guy, he's a total jerk. He's a heretic. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Don't even bother. Just turn around and go home. You'll get more out of just talking to your family. And so they were very scandalized and went to the monastery. And they said, we're here to see Abba Moses. And they said, well, he's not here right now. He's working out in the fields. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Oops, where's that coming from? (laughs) So, in other words, that's how humble he was. And he was humble, and we are humble. And this is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West, 
I the mean, most humble city in the world. That's in right. The world. Yeah, yeah. We we have statues and guys with swords and and whatnot, and uh, we are with Father Augustine and Robert. What's your last name? Robert Montiel. Montiel. Oh, Montiel. I've been mispronouncing your name ever since I Montiel. I've been pronouncing it Montiel. It's that's Montiel. Fine. Well, no, see, that's, that's why I thought maybe that's maybe we got a fresh. Anyway, this is trying to make a decision. The way of the Desert Fathers. And we're going uh, to get there soon. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm actually trying to find this one particular quote. Oh, yeah, so th- so I base it all on the stories of the Desert Fathers and how they made decisions. And I found this story about Abba Pavnusius. And he said, there are three ways to make a decision. He actually said, embrace a vocation. And they are all essential to discernment no matter what sort of life you choose. The first way comes from God like God inspires the decision. Mm -hmm. The second from man, in other words, someone is so wonderful that you want to be like him. And the third is from necessity. In the first case, God speaks directly to the human heart. In the second case, the advice and virtues of some mortal man stirred the heart. But the third way is imposed upon you because you made the wrong decision and are put to the (laughs) test. You turn toward God by necessity. But the interesting thing is that, like, all three of these he deems equally sufficient for making the right decision. You can either bungle your way into it or be inspired by it. But either way, that's how you do it. So I I took that as the structure of the the book. First you consult God. First you pray. Then you think. Then you act. Um, And and then I divide each chapter into three further Parts. Uh, let me well, see. Can, can I say something trying... on that? Because that's very curious that you said that. The what? decision to come out here to St. Louis was one based out of necessity. Our landlord actually said, hey, I want my house back. Really? Oh, yep. That's yeah. how it happened. Oh, hey, wow. I, want, I want my house. Wonderful woman. Linda Lynn, you're the best. You know, let us stay for a long time. And, and she loved <laughs> us and our family. But, you know, she had needs of her own and and she just she wanted her house back so <laughs> that drove, that drove us to find another home well there you go yeah and so yeah well there you go okay well yeah see this is partly why i brought robert along a because he's hilarious but also <laughs> because um and b because he's a native american oh, yeah, but then yeah. c see? because he just made this huge decision and we were going to try to see if the way he did it fit in with the pattern uh and because if it did it then penance well, actually, yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually part of the process. I, I developed, I took each of the three steps, pray, think, and act, and divided them into three steps. So first you pray, right? And I said you retreat, you repent, and you rebuild. So in other words, like first you start by going to confession, getting all the nasty stuff out of the way, like because sins block your vision, right? So you, you retreat for a bit. And then you to, to call yourself together. There's actually a great desert story, father story about three friends who decide to become saints. And one of them goes and decides to make friends of enemies. And then the second one goes off and decides to serve the sick and the needy. And the third goes off in the desert just to be by himself. And the two other friends who didn't go into the desert meet one day, and they're like, I'm totally frustrated. This is not working. And they, Because uh, the one can't seem to cure all the sick people, and the other can't seem to make peace in the world. Mm-hmm. So they go, and they find the third, and he's just sitting there totally at peace and in this sort of blessed uh, silence. And they say, well, what are we doing wrong? 
And so, and the thing about the Desert Fathers is that they don't actually usually tell you what to do or give you a direct answer. They tell you a story or they give you a task, and then you have to find the meaning in it yourself. So he says to them, he gives them each a bowl. He says, now go fill this bowl with water, and they do. He says, now, each of you grab a handful of dirt and throw it in the water, and they do. And he says, now stir up the water, and they're looking at each other like this guy's crazy. And he says, now, what do you have? And they look, he says, they look at the bowl of water, and they say, well, we have two bowls of muddy water. He goes, look more closely. And he says, now what do you see? And they say, we see two bowls of muddy water. He goes, <laughs> keep looking, I'll be back. Anyway, the monk disappears and doesn't come back until the next morning. And he says, now what do you see? And the two of them say, ah, now we understand. That's the story. <laughs> yeah. Because what they saw in the bowl, well, yeah. okay, if you had yeah. been staring all night into that bowl, what would you see the next morning? You would see um, clean water at the t- mostly clean water at the top, and then That's you would right. see the, the, the sediment at the bottom. That's mm. right. That and the clean water would reflect your would would reflect yourself yeah. to you, right? So they see their reflections. Yeah. And he says, just so when until you let the mud settle. You're never going to bring peace to anyone else's life. First, you have to have stillness in your own life. Let the mud settle so you can see yourself more clearly. So so it goes retreat and then repent and then you rebuild. In other words, you restructure your environment so that it's conducive to a good decision. Because like, well, like for example, I gave up sugar about a week ago. Oh, yeah. I'm giving it up tomorrow. What's that? I'm giving it up tomorrow. Yeah, well, me too, because like last lot. night I ate a chocolate brownie. <laughs> and the problem was because I didn't set up my environment so that it would be conducive to giving up sugar. If, if, if you want to lose weight, they say, for example, right. and I ended up reading a bunch of psychology books on the side just to make sure all this stuff was modern enough. And they say like people, well, oh, they did this experiment. I'm going to get all the details wrong so you can look it up yourself. Mm-hmm. In Texas, where... Apparently, Texan children are a little overweight. I guess children are overweight in Everywhere, general. Everywhere, yeah. And so what they did was at one of the cafeterias, they just put the salad bar first. And those kids lost something like 15 pounds a piece. Oh, wow. Just because they filled up their plates with salad, first. by the time they got to the dessert, they didn't have as much space, right? Oh. And so like one of the things they say, if you're going to go on a diet – Either like put the cake and the stu- sweet stuff at the back of the refrigerator, so you have to reach over the vegetables to get to it, mm-hmm. or better yet, take the cake and mix it with coffee grounds and throw it in the trash, and then, then you'll have to eat vegetables, right? So, so or you get a bowl of water and you put the cake in the water, in the water and, and then mix you stir it up, and then and wait then till you the look next. At it. <laughs> <laughs> So the first thing you do is you pray, and then you think, you, you reduce, and I say you reduce, refer, and reflect. You, you consult with people. You, you weigh your options. Uh, uh, that's, and then last of all, you act. You resolve to do it. And then you relax. But then at the very end, the very last step is revisit. Because like, sometimes you do just end up making the wrong decision. Yeah. I mean, the fact, you, you, the, part of the problem, I think, with kids these days, yeah. because this is a book for kids, really, for teenagers and young adults, is that once they've made up their mind, 
they haven't really made up their mind. I mean, they, they keep yeah. going back on it. Uh, and I was listening to a lecture by some tech mogul or something who was saying that one of his employees came in and was like, look, I just don't feel like this job has a lot of future for me. Like, I'm just, I don't feel enriched. I'm not getting, uh, I'm not, I'm not advancing. And he was like, but you've only been on the job for three weeks. <laughs> like, no. how, how do you know? Like, uh, and, and so people, the, the idea is that once you've made the decision, oh, and then I read this other article by this guy who's a philosopher slash computer programmer. That's and, a highly unusual yeah, that's a, that's Well, because, well, one of the things he tries to do is to get computers to make decisions. Oh, a little AI. Which computers won't do right. on their own. They right. will infinitely collect. If you say collect information and then make a decision, they will collect. Com there's no end to the amount of, of information you can collect. So mm -hmm. it will never come to a decision on its own. So his thing was like, how much data must you compile before making a decision? And then he started thinking about dating <laughs> and marriage. And, and he started thinking, like, how many dates do you have to have before you know this is the one for you? Uh -huh. And he decided that of the 4.5 billion people in the world, you will never find the best match. Period. Like your statistical well, ability to Except find... for me and my wife. Yeah. Well, and, uh, yes. uh, you too, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, well okay. Oh, and and this is us. the... Bro this was, he wrote a book called <laughs> Why You Will Marry the Wrong Woman. <laughs> and he says in the end, basically, it's you won't. What you'll do is you'll find a woman and make her the... Per or, or make yourself the best fit for her. Right. right. The, that was the, close. You said so, a lot. You make her the best person. <laughs> you make her the person. You <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh -oh. definitely not. Uh, but basically, the people who are happy and holy and at peace are not the people who make the right decisions because you almost never will make the right decision. But the people who make the most of all the wrong decisions they've made make the best of them, right? So committing has something to do with with your success and happiness and fulfillment in life. Uh, but the flip side of that is that sooner or later, you might have to reconsider. <laughs> like, sometimes you just absolutely do make the wrong decision because the so internet- So moving to St. Louis could be like the biggest mistake of my life. That's it what could have, but what, what, well, yes, it might, <laughs> but- it will still end up the best decision you ever made if you handle it right. Oh, I, see. I think is his point is that if you yeah. make the most of it. Um, but 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 I, I'm a big fan of um, Christopher Dench. Neither of you know him. No. no. He's a, well, he's I, I, I he was another dentures. one of my obsessions. I, I read everything I could about this guy. He was okay. I'm gonna get his story totally wrong, and <laughs> I hope he won't sue me. But then again, I don't think. He probably listens to Catholic radio, um, but he was—I think—he was a kind of a not very bright kid, not very athletic. Lived in—I'm sure I've told you this story before. Lived in, I think, Kentucky, and he decided he wanted to play Division One football. Right, so okay. he oh, went out yeah, for his yeah, high school yeah. football team and didn't, didn't do make very it. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he got his friends to coach him. He he worked out after, and he ended up playing, I think, lineman for Alabama. So you know. Kudos to him. Yeah. Then he decides he wants to be a neurosurgeon. <laughs> so he goes back to school and gets his MD, his PhD. The story does becomes, not have a good ending. Here no, it go. doesn't. He ends up being one of the only MD, PhD neurosurgeons in the country. Ends up 
killing, maiming, or gravely disabling 35 people. They finally sent him to jail. He was awful. Because he wouldn't back down on his decision. Like, all along the way, people were telling him you made a mistake. Mm. And he wouldn't rethink it. He, would, he was following his dreams no matter what, right? Which is why you don't live your life by internet memes. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> and here, we're going to make the right decision, and so are you. When we come back, you're going to bring a couple of friends with you so that you can figure out, and they can figure out, how to make a decision. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Matt Logeman with St. Joseph Radio with a great gift idea. A St. Benedict bracelet, a trendy accessory for men, women, and children that not only looks good on everyone's wrist, but is actually armor for the spiritual battlefield. This unique bracelet is handmade in Europe and contains 10 medals within the braided cord in the adult size and 7 medals in the children's size. On the front of each beautiful medal is St. Benedict holding a cross in his right hand, the object of his devotion. On the back of each medal is a cross. Surrounding the back of the medal and cross are the letters V. E-R-S-N-M-V-S-M-Q-L-I-V-B. In Latin reference, which translates, Be gone, Satan. Never tempt me with your vanities. What you offer me is evil. Drink the poison yourself. And finally located at the top is the word Pax, which means peace. All bracelets come packaged with an informational card and the St. Benedict blessing, which your local priest can administer. This gift is for everyone you love and care about, including yourself. Available from St. Joseph Radio. Check the website at www.saintjosephradio.net. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN-TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN-TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have programming such as live studio interviews, St. Joe's Java speaker presentations, current Catholic issues, and the Pro-Life series. We're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County, California, and this Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen Nokemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen.tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. The theme song for this? And we're back. Uh, this is St. Joseph Radio Presents hey, coming to you live from St. Louis, <laughs> Missouri. In and the digital flesh. We, we are barely <laughs> here and together, but let me tell you about a few things that are going on before we get back to having fun. But we need you to have fun. So there is a Eucharistic um, conference, if you will. It's small. It's tomorrow, actually. Uh, from 11.30 to 12.30 at Immaculate Heart Parish in Numeli. Please go, 11.30 to 12.30. It's uh, it's just fantastic. Dr. Kenneth Howell will be speaking. He's a fellow at the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology, which is a big deal. Is it? I mean, I'm sure it is. Yeah, you it is bring a big another deal. pair of socks because the ones do you're not, wearing will be blown off. By that. <laughs> do not forget, this is to all the men out there. Is there, there. an this old is, Melly, by the way? Just yes, there is. <laughs> And there's a good German butcher right over there, so you got to go oh, there okay. for just. So that. there really is an old Melly. Yeah. Anyway, oh. so <laughs> if you all know a good man, if you're women and you know a good man, you're a man and you know a good man, we need a few more good men to be nominated for the Catholic Man of the Year. So you can call us. I tried to nominate you, Peter, but call they said you had at... already been nominated. I had already been go. rejected. So anyway, so the, the phone number where you can call for a nomination is 636-447-6000, 636-447-6000. And Father Augustine, this next one Do will... Do people ever call it New Smelly? 
once in a while, and then you can never we go back. We just lost another listener there. Thank you, Father Cazares. <laughs> really, I, I can't remember his name, but he has a dog. The dog is there all the time. It's in a New wonderful, Mali? wonderful place. It's last, a statue of a dog that's last, right there. <laughs> last announcement. Next Saturday, next Saturday is February 18th, is the Catholic Men for Christ Conference. And Father might come in here at Confessions if I can yeah, trust his Yeah, I arm. was going to, but I'm going to end up in, I'm going to be in Texas that weekend giving We a can't talk. do confession remotely, but we have a lot of confessors coming. But anyway, there's yeah. four great speakers. Uh, uh, Molina is going to be there. He used to be the head of evangelization. I tried to get myself invited, but it didn't fly. <laughs> they just said I could hear Confessions. Uh, how about, uh, believe me, if I had more authority in the organization, you'd be on every year. <laughs> and if I had more authority, you'd be on every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if the two of us had more authority, you'd be on every yeah. year. <laughs> so next week, Montiel. next week, Saturday, uh, it's at St. Louis U High, begins at 845. Oh, you that can, may explain it. <laughs> you can be late, but please come. And no. you know what, women, look, sometimes men need permission. They'll say, look, i got to be with my family. Give them permission to go and have a half a day of reflection. That's right. Father talked about that. Retreat, right? Repent. Reflection. You got it. Rebuild. You got it all there. All right. Now mm-hmm. we are back on topic. How Hurry. to make a decision. How to make a decision. This flyer, it says hidden manna, but it looks like it says hidden mama. I know. That's why mm. I didn't read it because I, I read <laughs> it the little... same way. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So well, we were just thinking during the break, what we ought to do is put Robert on the spot. Yeah, yeah. better than see, better than see, give him what for. <laughs> see how he made his decision, and then measure. See if it measures up to the Desert Father's standard. Excellent. So, how did you decide to come to St. Louis, Robert? Robert? Okay. Well, I consulted the Great Turtle in Sky first. Yeah. Of all. No, Your wife? Get, well, listen. Is I, that how you're I didn't. <laughs> you know, like St. Joseph, I didn't get anything in a dream. Right, uh, uh, I wasn't uh, mimicking anyone else. Really, I have one friend out here from the beginning. Two yeah. now, two. And two. Well, I have a couple now. Uh, my my friend shot out to Father Athanasius at St. Louis Ooh, Abbey. Yeah, that's right. Friend Father says, Athanasius is famous because he used to weigh three hundred and fifteen pounds, and now he's down to one eighty five, and oh, he does handstand pushups. Wow. That's wow. right. Oh yeah. wow, he. Do the, he's writing a book on on asceticism and weight loss. Yeah, don't eat. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. simple. Yeah, it's yeah, only like on it's only one. two <laughs> words long. Put your hands up, pull the palms out facing opposite you, That's and right. push yourself away from the table. Well, you have yeah, a shake for breakfast easy. and a shake for lunch. The shake is a bowl of water with mud in it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so all right, this is how okay, it went yeah, down. Right, this yeah, is how right. it went down. All right, so like I said, landlord says. Hey, need the house back. You need to go find a place to go. All right. So, which in LA with a family of exactly. how many kids do you have? Exactly. We have seven kids. Holy and these, smokes. by the way, we got to have their and kids a beautiful on. Wife. Yeah. Oh, name them off. Name them. Name, name. I bet you can't name them all. Oh, my gosh. The well, kids yeah, you're putting home. me on the spot. You know what's the worst? When you go to a doctor's appointment and you're filling out the forms and they're like, okay, name of every child. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got this. And they're like, okay, now they're birthdays. And I'm like, oh, oh no. I need a <laughs> By phone the way, friend. I, I shouldn't say this on the air, but I am going to anyway. After I introduced my parents to his family last yeah. two weeks ago and afterwards my mother in the car she turned to us and she said you know what i think that's a family of saints oh my there god she go. said that they i'm not kidding that's, that's i am not kidding wife do you hear that okay Woo. <laughs> so good job robert you've got one 
devotee. One de- that's all right, right. Yeah, you are saying, oh, no friends. I have no friends. That's right. I'm making friends left and right. Mostly my wife gives me credibility, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So listen. Hey, uh, Athanasius is a good friend yes, now he because is. he is a very loyal man. He is. Hard worker, too. My goodness. Boy, is he ever. All right. So landlord says, got to get out of the house. Well, we live in L.A. Well, we lived in L.A. (laughs) And uh, so we look for a place, I don't know, three, four bedrooms, a bathroom or two, a postage size stamp yard. Was going for about $1.5 million. Ouch. And uh, we're like, well, well, that's not going to happen. So next place you could move to when you're in L.A., you can move out to the desert, right? And drive two hours to work, and we we're kind of like, well, that's not appealing to us whatsoever. So we thought, <laughs> let's cast the net out, right? And, um, and so we, we cast the net out across the continental United States. We went to Washington. We went to uh, Tennessee, Nashville. Yeah. Went to Front Royal, Virginia. We went to uh, Alabama. A lot of places. I'm, I'm an engineer, so, you know, we got to find some place where I can get sure. some work. Um, let me say something straight away. Being in California, we're kind of arrogant. You know, we're so so beautiful. The beaches. America is beautiful. How about that? Oh, my gosh. There's the a Shenandoah song about Valley? that, too. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, my word. It's like the Shire. It's like heaven. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of songs about it, right? Okay. So that's number one. America is beautiful, right? So, all right. So we're looking, and everything's great. Um, everything's fantastic. No reason not to pick, you know, a place next to Christendom College. You know what I mean? A front royal. We get home, and a lot of boxes are checked, but something's just like, we're not too excited. Well, my buddy, now Father Athanasius, is becoming a priest, and we fly out to St. Louis to come watch him become a priest. Oh, wow. And Wait, we're this, like, this started years that long ago? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So okay. we start... Um, well, you already knew you had to move, like, four years. How long has he been ordained? It's a little while. Okay. Right? And so uh, so what we did is... That we, is a very patient had... landlord, I got to say. <laughs> we were up month to month for like ever. Yeah. Okay, so so we drive around St. Louis. And you know what? I don't know what it is, but just the boxes started getting checked. There you go. Right? Yeah. It's the community. It's a little bit of nature. You have a Midwest kind of attitude. Everyone's kind. Yeah. Right? I say everyone, but you know what I mean. Making yeah. a generalization. These <laughs> Things are just generally like... You know, yeah, you know, St. Louis. Well, what is it about St. Louis? So, when the worst thing you can say about somebody is "bless your heart," bless your heart. That's, that's you know, you're you in the south. That's, your mother that's could love. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so and and here comes the next part. We sat down with Father Linus. So shout out to oh, Father yeah. Linus. He's right? a monk of my monastery. Uh, he runs yeah, our Tridentine parish. There we oh, go. Yeah. And uh, we asked him, Barnabas. "Hey, you know what?" Shout out to St. Barnabas. What? What? All right, so uh, we asked him, how do you how do you make a decision like this? Because, you know, we were reading, reading some stuff, and Ignatius <clears throat> says, go try it, and if it doesn't work, then that's not from God. Well, you can't move seven kids and say, yeah, like, well, yeah, I tried it. Yeah. Let's go back. You know? <laughs> that's too much. That's right. So he said, you know what? You test the doors, and you're going to notice that the, the locks will open in one direction, hmm. and they'll shut in the other, right? Yeah. He told us, go to confession. He told yeah. us to have retreat. So I went on uh, a self-made retreat to the cathedral in L.A. 
uh, spent a lot of time in the in the in the mausoleum. It turns out below. <laughs> Wait, is that <laughs> put the a lot big of glass? Is that the big That's glass? That's the big place? cement one. It's all cement and it's oh, all plaster windows. I You're thinking pretty... the one in Orange County? Yeah, oh, Orange the County. Crystal Palace. Crystal or something. Cathedral. The Crystal, Crystal Palace. That's where the wizard lives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Cathedral. Crystal so... <laughs> Palace. It's Jesus's palace. They're all right, Jesus's whatever. Palace. Okay. Anyway. Well, uh, as it turns out. Um, Started applying for jobs here and there, and you know what? Virginia kind of shut down, right? Uh, Alabama kind of shut down. We were trying to find another place in California because all of our family and friends are there, except for Athanasius. And they're thinking about moving here, though. That was kind. They're thinking about it now. And guess what? We start looking in St. Louis, and doors start opening. There you you go. The Abbey starts visiting us in Wilmington and inviting us over. I get a job that is awesome. My wife finds a house that is awesome that we now live in. And just all the doors started opening in that direction. Now, I'm still unsure. I, you know, there's yeah. no 100% yeah. certainty in this. Yeah. It is a wild adventure. But I'll tell you what, here's from my perspective. I feel like if I didn't do it, it would be uh, maybe cowardly, right? Wow. I, like this was a mean, courageous. Why? why cowardly? This was a courageous decision that I was called to do. This is this is quite a risk. Yeah, sure. You know what it I mean? is. You know, my my mm. wife uh, about a month ago had a knee replacement, and I had one question for her: When do you feel better after than before? And and that's yeah. sort of I call mm. it Wednesday. That's when you hit Wednesday yeah. when you're over the hump. Is it better now than it was before? Well, I'll tell you. you know, <laughs> is my, it Wednesday? There, there has not oh. been a single day that we have been here where we haven't hit a struggle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First day that we were in our new home, the radiators in the house busted. Blew up. Oh, isn't that nice? uh, Welcome home. Yeah. And it was snowing and it was ice. And so uh, a a good friend, I won't mention names, Father Athanasius, gave us some uh, space heaters, which worked very well. We could sleep in the house, but the next morning, one of them caught on fire. Ooh. And then... um, (laughs) Really? Thank yeah, you, you, Father. Didn't know this? <laughs> oh, it didn't surprise you because we got some from like the 40s, <laughs> the 30s. We got like yeah, some 1940s, old ones. Right? My cars got transported. Uh, one of the door handles doesn't work, so I still have to crawl in through the passenger <laughs> side. I'm not kidding. Every day there has been a brand new struggle. So I cannot say. That it's Wednesday. Yet. It's not Wednesday. It's not All Wednesday. All right, it's yet. not Wednesday. That's okay. <laughs> I, We're well, just I've being got honest. I've got a Desert Father story for you that, All right, that bring fits. It. Okay, a young monk asked his elder, "Why is it that whenever I start working, I feel weary and disgusted, and my mind completely empty of spiritual thoughts?" And the old monk said to him, "Because you don't really desire to pray." Ooh, but but roasted okay. him right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, see what I think is really interesting is. That he make he distinguishes between what the monk decides to do and what he really wants to do, because you can make decisions that feel like feel wrong, but deep down you say, "Wait, no, but this is where I gotta be," and and, yeah. and it's uh, someone I used to know. I can't remember who used to say the first year of anything is hell. <laughs> I, I used to say that to you. Really, don't remember. Just kidding. Uh, no, just kidding. I don't remember that. <laughs> but uh, but. So so and so the, so according to what the, what this elder said, there are basically three ways to make a decision, right? You can think about it really hard, which gets you uh, to a certain level, yeah. right? Yeah. You can feel a certain way, which frankly changes every other day, 
But then there's this like gut level decision, like at the level of the will, yeah. that that just well, kind of like opens the doors. Yeah. But my sister used to make decisions that she really could not make up her mind. Oh, actually, no, it wasn't my sister. <laughs> it was a, one of our novices. Uh, yeah, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> he said uh, he couldn't decide whether to become a Benedictine. I don't know why I thought. Well, I, because I always tell stories about my sister. When so. my sister was decided your, your, to be a Benedictine. Your sister stories are the best. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was telling you a story the other day, and my sister was there. And I said, yeah, so I was at the grocery store. And it was really funny. And about halfway through the story, my sister goes, no, that happened to me. <laughs> oh, I was like, no. oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but anyway. He said he couldn't decide whether to become a Dominican or a Benedictine. So he took a coin and he said, heads, I'm a Benedictine, tails, I'm a Dominican. And it came up tails and he felt bad about it. So he decided to become a Benedictine. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to take, keep the uniform clean. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, certainly spaghetti dinners are much easier oh than being a But, but he, he, he didn't know how he felt until he saw the results of the coin flip. And then or he said, did he? "Oh, okay." Or did he? I mean, was it was it in his gut right there? That right, he, that's right. the point. It was like, in his gut, yeah. he really wanted mm-hmm. to be a Dominic, uh, a, uh, a a Benedictine. <laughs> that's right. And the coin flipped the other way, and he says, "I'm going with the gut." But logically speaking, I mean, the the Dominicans have only been around for 800 years. <laughs> yeah. There's really no telling whether they're yeah. going to be around yeah. Yeah. much well, longer. Whereas we've been around <laughs> for 1600 years. What's that? We're roasting everybody today. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Wait till I get to the Jesuits <laughs> and the and the heresy thing. <laughs> no. I saw no my no no no. I've didn't you didn't you guys start in order to. Get rid of a particular heresy, and we don't oh, even know what Dominic- it is anymore. No, no, no. Benedictines have thought up all the best heresies. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Dominicans were invent were started to put an end to Albigensianism. Oh, right. Okay. Whereas the Jesuits were meant to put an end to I don't know Calvinism. Or yeah, something. so so much for that. Yeah, so that's the that's how the. Dominicans taunt Jesuits. They're like, "You seen an Albigensian lately? No." <laughs> I interrupted your story, but I'm going to continue to interrupt just to tell people that this is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. I'm here. I'm your host, Peter Karutz. This is Father Augustine, and this is Robert Montiel. Not Montiel. Montiel. Not Montiel. Montiel. Not Montiel. Montiel. My my green. My dad used to say, just don't call me late for dinner. We are in the last quarter hour. I don't know how we're going to bring it together, but Father's going to give it a good Three, shot. Three, two, one, go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> talking about deer in the headlights. What were we doing? I you don't were even telling remember what the we were monk talking story. About. I finished it, I think. Oh, well, we're back to your decision. Yeah, we're back right? to your decision. <laughs> yeah, you're and on. you decided it isn't Wednesday yet. It's not Wednesday yet, but you know what? It, it's one of those things. It's like... Um, Oh my gosh! I well, you know, when I tell people who are having their their first kid or thinking about, uh, you know, having a kid, I always tell them it's the worst. You're gonna love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, there's a great right? book out right now. Yeah. By Anglican conversion converts to Catholicism. Okay. Oh, wow. Called "Come On In." It's terrible. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. About how they all became Catholic. And just the liturgy, the every the preaching, the yeah. people are just lousy. <laughs> but it's it's the but, place but the, they gotta be. But it's That's a pet, right. it's a pun, you see, because it's also terrible in the theological sense. Uh, like, wonderful, like, terrible. Like, yeah. like there uh. or the one at least one of these authors says, like, I loved the beauty of the Anglican Church, but it was 
the terrifying truth of Catholicism that converted nice. me. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, so go ahead. Sorry, you just reminded oh, me. Oh, yeah. So well, it's not Wednesday yet. Yeah. So <laughs> you know what's odd? You know what's odd is that uh, we have a peace about us despite the suffering. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the thing church fathers mm. go over. Read a book on, by Jacques Philippe, right? They heard about this? Oh, yeah. A book on peace. And he says that, uh, you know, before you can have all these other things, you got to have peace because it's like playing right. on the right field, right? If you're not at peace, then everything is going to be terrible and go terribly wrong if you're at peace. So I'm not saying we're very good at this, right? Yeah. But uh, being at peace, even though there is suffering, even though my house practically caught on fire and all the kids <laughs> got sick and I can't go through my driver's side door, I would say there's something there that the decision is made, right? Yeah. We, we're at peace with it. It may change over time. Uh, let me add one more thing, which is while we were leaving, if we for a second thought about, man, I'm breaking up, thought about our past, my parents are back, you know, yeah, over there in yeah, LA, right. all my friends since grammar school. Right. If I think about that, very, very sad, very sad, maybe even some anger, you know, if I think yeah. about the future, what St. Louis going to be like, am I going to be happy there? I get anxious. I'm not at peace. It yeah. forced my wife and I and our kids to be in the moment. There you ah. go. We were out of the moment even by a little bit. We were distraught, unhappy. And it still happens even now over the past few days. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, every time we kind of sway in and out of the moment, we, we feel the anxiety. Sometimes even depression or anger start welling up. You know, the kids, the kids end up being a reflection of that as well. You could see it in their demeanor. You know, when they start going a little too crazy, we're like, ah. Maybe that's a reflection of us, you know? So going yeah. to confession, you know, taking some time for ourselves to be at peace in the moment and maybe even enjoy ourselves. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> huh? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it is funny. I, I You said, like, in spite of the suffering, but I almost wonder if the peace comes because of the suffering, at least partly. I mean, the suffering... Yeah. Well, you, you know what? Oh, you okay, got to be okay. careful because uh, God doesn't want us to suffer. But on the other hand, I don't know of anything worth doing that doesn't involve some suffering. We're better for it. You yeah. know, we're better for it. You know, I, I'll disagree with one of your authors there. You know, you'll never marry the perfect woman. You'll never make the perfect decision. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You know, God's kind of perfect. And uh, yeah. while we ah. don't see the totality of his plan, mm. we're doing this suffering thing. We think it's suffering, but it's really turning out to be something very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to. Re uh, I'm gonna yeah, have to rewrite, rewrite the book. that chapter there. Row, <laughs> 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 row. Well, you know, I I found that I found a really great quote from Trace of Lisieux, and she said, "If I did not simply live from one moment to another, it would be impossible for me to be patient. But I look only at the present. I forget the past, and I take good care not to forestall the future." Mm. Yeah. I got another quote for you. Ready for this? And yeah. actually, you gave me this one. Oh, right? good. Yeah, well, By, because I'm very wise. You are. And humble. <laughs> so, uh, Rilke? Rilke? Rilke. Yeah, Rilke. Rilke? Rainer Murray Rilke. He's Rainer in the book, too. Maria Rilke. Rilke? He, Rilke, uh, yeah. The quote is, be patient with all that is unresolved within your heart and try to love the questions. Ooh, I'll one up that and read you the entire passage. Oh, I knew you would do it. I would like to, to beg you, dear sir, to have patience with everything unresolved in your heart 
and to try to love the questions themselves as if they were locked rooms or books written in a very foreign language. Don't search for the answers which could not be given to you now because you would not be able to live them. The point is to live everything, to live the questions now. Perhaps then someday far in the future you will gradually, without even noticing it, live your way into the answer. That's wonderful. So who's this guy? Rilke, Rainer Marie Rilke. He wrote a book yep. called Letters to a Young Poet. Oh, but wow. how did you phrase it? You 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 put your uh, own spin on yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit. Be patient with all that is unresolved within your heart and try to love the questions. Oh, that's okay. a, actually that's a yeah that's it's pithy. I, I thought it was that is a lot easier pithy. to remember. <laughs> <laughs> love the love questions. the questions. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Father, you were talking about having a, a, a theory or a theme in this. It was PTA, prayer. Pray, think, act. Pray, think, act. Pray, think, and, act. And you had a couple. Parent of, Teacher Association. Yeah, something like that. And you had a couple of ways to do the prayer. Is there any way to think? Or Well, yeah. It's the, not a strong suit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just it's not a what? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Now you have something that. to confess. <laughs> <laughs> I totally missed that one. Um, the, let's see, hold on. Yeah, that, uh, I, I actually am having to look back through my book. Oh, oh shoot. How to think? I'm, how to think. You know yeah. what? That could be well, tough. Well, there are different ways to go about this. And, um, the one I like the most, let me see here. I got to look up. Oh, who is it that discovered lightning? Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. He didn't actually, by the way. He didn't discover electricity. I'm sure someone had seen lightning before him. <laughs> Franklin. I mean, that's called, speculation on my part. He did Clayton, what he... can you research that? Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> he did what he called uh, moral algebra. And in a letter he wrote to a, to a preacher friend, he said, um, oh boy, it's... Well, no, it's not that long of a quote. When I have got all the pros and cons together in one view, I endeavor to estimate their respective weights. Where I find two, one on each side that seem equal, I cross them both out. If I find a reason pro equal to some two reasons con, I strike out the three. If I judge two reasons con equal, so on and so forth. Um, and thus, uh, and thus, I find at length where the balance lies. And if, after a day or two of further consideration, nothing new that is of importance occurs on either side, I come to a determination accordingly. And he thought he invented this, but in fact, Abba, pa Abba Joseph of Panephesus thought it first. Oh shoot, darn! That's only one step. That's <laughs> well, you know what that means, Father. You got to come back. You only got yes. one. You only got to the prayer part. We didn't do much thinking, clearly. Yeah. Obviously. And then you got the action. So we got a lot, lot to do there. So hey, let me just remind our listeners: February 18th is the Catholic Man Men for Christ. If you're looking for a, 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 a application for the Catholic Man of the Year, call us at six three six four four seven six thousand. And you nominate have, me. And I, okay, please. You nominate a friend. Uh, no, yeah, I don't think you can. No clergy. No but clergy. remember this. Darn it. Invite somebody else to listen to this program. Clearly, we're having fun. You ought to, too. So have a great week, and God bless you all. And be Thanks at everybody. peace. God bless.
You've been listening to St. Joseph Radio Presents from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. If you would like to join us in our evangelization efforts, you can order a copy of today's broadcast or any of our past programs by visiting us on our website, stjosephradio.net. That's S-A-I-N-T, josephradio.net. Or call us, 636-447-6000. It's all at your fingertips to help us evangelize the world, bringing the good news of Christ to everyone you meet and change one soul at a time. Thank you for your prayers and support. Until next time, may God bless you and your family. This has been a presentation of St. Joseph Radio Presents. Thank you.